What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Braces. They're practically a rite of passage today. Between one-half and three-fourths of all American teenagers endure them at some point, or else they face a lifetime of crooked teeth. So we can only imagine how bad ancient teenagers had it. They must have had dental tsunamis in their mouths, with horribly snarled chompers and constant aches and pains, right? Actually, no. Anthropologists have long known that ancient hunter-gatherers almost always had gorgeous teeth, nice and straight and even. In fact, virtually all people had perfect teeth before modern times. It was only the Industrial Revolution that ruined our jaws. And the consequences of this shift are pretty dramatic. Our gnarled mouths can lead to impacted teeth and significant and often lifelong pain. Poorly shaped jaws can interfere with breathing as well, which has been linked to heart disease and other chronic ailments. And far from fixing the problem, a few rogue scientists argue that modern orthodontics, despite all of our nice, pretty smiles, might actually be part of the problem. Hi, I'm Sam Keen, and you're listening to The Disappearing Spoon, a topsy-turvy, sciency history podcast, where footnotes become the real story. Ancient hunter-gatherers had shockingly nice teeth. I mean, yeah, the teeth were yellow. But in virtually every old skull ever unearthed, the teeth were perfectly straight, all without modern dentistry. Which kind of makes sense if you think about it. You don't see lions or zebras or kangaroos who need braces. Straight teeth are natural for animals, and they used to be natural for human beings. So, what happened to us? I got a clue about this a few months ago, when I visited the Buindi Impenetrable Rainforest in Uganda and trekked with a troop of gorillas there. One thing that struck me about the gorillas was how much time they spent just chewing. They were eating raw fruits and leaves and grass, tough plants that resist being broken down. So to get enough calories, they had to chew and chew and chew. Frankly, it looked kind of exhausting. Overall, some wild apes spend up to one half their waking hours just chewing food, grinding it into a pulp so it's digestible. And human ancestors, those fabled cavemen and cavewomen, had to do the same. And here's the key to understanding the problem with our teeth today. Or more specifically, the problem with our jaw bones. Most of us think about bones sort of like concrete. It's just scaffolding. But that's not what bone is. Bone is dynamic living tissue. It's alive. And to develop properly, bones need physical stimulation. 
It's similar to how physical activity stimulates muscles and makes muscles grow. The same with bones. In particular, jaw bones need the stimulation that comes from chewing tough food. Without that constant work, jaw bones don't develop fully. They end up smaller and narrower. And when jaw bones are smaller, the teeth don't have enough room to come in, and they end up crooked. Even a few millimeters can make a huge difference. So why don't humans chew more? Well, because of technology. Instead of tearing off hunks of flesh with our mouths, we developed stone tools long ago to chop meat up into bite-sized pieces. Later on, we invented cooking and roasting, which tenderized food and made it even easier to chew. Then we started grinding and milling plants down into meals and flowers, all of which made food softer and allowed our jaws to get by with a lot less work. And then the Industrial Revolution came along and accelerated the whole process. Suddenly, in the 1800s, meat grinders appeared. Instead of tough, chewy meat, people dined on pulpy hamburgers. Then we started eating food from cans, which, let's be honest, is mostly mush. Companies even started producing special baby food, which never existed before. This started children off on the wrong foot by teaching them to prefer mush. These changes started with the Downton Abbey class. As one Victorian dentist noticed, the better the school, the worse the teeth. But eventually the problem trickled down even to the poor. Food is so soft nowadays that, however startling this sounds, some dentists argue that we really don't even need teeth anymore. Aside from speech, they're largely ornamental. The upshot is that, without proper stimulation from chewing, the jawbones don't grow long enough to accommodate all 32 teeth. The teeth get bunched up and crowded instead, and often need to be yanked out. Now, in looking over our whole evolutionary history, these changes in diet and jaw size weren't all bad. The invention of cooking unlocked more calories in food, which boosted our chances for survival way back when. And when jaws got smaller, this freed up precious room for the brain to expand into and allowed our brains to grow larger, which is a good thing. And let's be honest, do we really want to go back to the days of gnawing mammoth cartilage? I mean, who has three hours to spend just chewing breakfast? But however convenient eating is nowadays, this shift has left human beings with the worst snaggle teeth on the planet. And unfortunately, the problems with short jawbones aren't limited to bad teeth. They also include trouble breathing. So far, we've talked mostly about jaw length, but a lack of chewing also makes the jaw narrower. This leaves your face skinnier, and inside the mouth, this skinniness ends up crimping your hard palate on the roof of your mouth. Instead of this roof being wide and flat, it's peaked and narrow. As a result, the palate pushes up into the nasal cavity and blocks how much air can pass through our noses. This restricted nasal passage then forces many of us to breathe through our mouths instead. Which is another way that human beings differ from animals. Have you ever seen an animal mouth breathe on a regular basis? 
Probably not. They breathe through their noses. About our only competition comes from pugs and bulldogs, which, of course, human beings have purposely bred to have stunted jaws. And again, these changes are relatively recent. When Europeans started colonizing North America, they encountered Indians who still lived a traditional hunter-gatherer lifestyle with tougher food. The Indians usually had better teeth and airways as a result. In fact, the Indians laughed at how often Europeans had to huff air through their mouths, even at rest. We've probably all seen a bad Western where the Indians call white people pale faces. It's less well known that Indians also called Europeans black mouths because they always had their jaws hanging open, sucking down air. Not an attractive look. And beyond just looking bad, this restricted breathing can cause health problems. The biggest one is sleep apnea. Sleep apnea can arise from different causes, including obstructed airways. Most of us associate sleep apnea with snoring. And in fact, ancient people with their nice, wide airways probably didn't snore at all. More dangerously, sleep apnea can choke off our airways and block us from breathing for short stretches. This often wakes people up at night and prevents them from getting a good night's rest. Anyone who suffered from sleep apnea knows that it can leave you exhausted and brain dead the next day. Poor sleep also correlates with heart disease and diabetes. And the stress of poor sleep can weaken our immune systems and leave us vulnerable to infectious diseases. Overall, then, if you have an underdeveloped jaw, twisted teeth might be the least of your problems. Who would ever have guessed that hamburgers and canned food could have such profound consequences for our health? Have you ever wanted to appreciate books or movies or music from another culture? Do you have a big trip coming up? and want to get beyond the tourist spots and immerse yourself in local culture. No matter what the reason, Rosetta Stone is the language program for you. Rosetta Stone has been the expert in language learning for 30 years. Millions have used it. Rosetta Stone knows what works for getting started, remembering what you've learned, and motivating you to stay on track. Plus, the built-in True Accent feature gives you live feedback to improve your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. So don't put off learning that language. Start today. For a limited time, Disappearing Spoon listeners get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Now, so far everything I've laid out is generally uncontroversial. Again, anthropologists who've studied ancient skulls have long been jealous of their perfect teeth and wide airways. 
But what I'm going to talk about next is controversial, because some people out there think that modern orthodontics actually makes the problem worse. The biggest supporter of this idea is a maverick British orthodontist named John Mew. Mew looks a bit like the writer George Plimpton, with a thin patrician face and a mop of white hair. And he's part of a grand old tradition of English eccentrics. Mew used to be a semi-pro Formula One race car driver in the 1960s. And he once raced on Boxing Day while dressed as Santa Claus, complete with a Santa hat over his crash helmet and papier-mâché reindeer horns on the hood. Even more oddly, Mew lives in a faux medieval castle in southern England that he built in part with his own hands, complete with turrets, gargoyles, a dungeon, and a drawbridge over a moat. Here's a clip of Mew speaking. Um, uh, I didn't do well at school. I was bottom of the class most of the time. Um, It wasn't until I struggled through and got my qualification and started practice that I think I really learned anything much about dentistry at all. Um, Initially, I was interested in surgery. I wanted to be, I think, a famous surgeon. Who wouldn't? Sounds like a guy who'd built his own castle, right? But Mew is best known for his inflammatory views on orthodontics. He actually got stripped of his license once for, quote, publicly denigrating the traditional practices of orthodontics, end quote. Instead, Mew promotes his own program that avoids braces, and he's attracted a passionate band of disciples. Mew claims that, at best, modern orthodontics is a stopgap. That is, orthodontics treats the symptoms of smaller jaws and twisted teeth without addressing the root cause. And he does have a point there. Furthermore, braces are bad for teeth in other ways. They promote the buildup of plaque and germs, and they can damage the gums by promoting periodontal decay, which is also correlated with heart disease. In fact, a major study commissioned by the German government in 2019 concluded that there was no solid scientific evidence that braces did any good despite the billions of dollars collectively we all spend on them. And again, some people fear that braces could actually be making our stunted teeth and constricted airways worse. The argument goes like this. Braces are restrictive in nature. In tugging the teeth into alignment, they can also inadvertently pull the jaw backwards and prevent it from moving forward naturally. This straightens the teeth but also leads to even smaller jaws and more constricted airways. Plus, orthodontists often try to salvage our smiles by pulling teeth out to make more room. Again, this might improve the smile, but it prevents the jaw from reaching its full size, with all the attendant consequences for our health. In short, people like Mew argue that orthodontists nowadays privilege a nice smile above everything else. And in doing so, they sometimes neglect to consider the rest of the face, especially our airways. They miss the larger picture. Now, I don't want to come off as a shill for John Mew and his disciples. I should warn you that Mew is trying to sell you something. It's an alternative to orthodontics that he calls orthotropics, which aims to lengthen the jaw through various exercises and improve oral posture. 
but I do have to say that Mew has some striking evidence in his favor. Take his study on identical twins. Mew found several pairs of twins and offered to treat one of each pair for free with his orthotropic method. Meanwhile, the other twin went to a traditional orthodontist. Mew then tracked the twins for several years to chart the differences in their faces. And the results were kind of startling. The orthodontic twin in each pair generally had restricted facial growth, including a concave profile and a somewhat weaker chin. Meanwhile, the other twin generally had a fuller face. In some cases, it's hard to recognize the twins as twins anymore. Now, the twin study is anecdotal. And again, I don't want you to walk away from this podcast thinking that John, Mew, and orthotropics are the answers to all of society's problems. Maybe his practices will turn out to be bunk. Time will tell. But the problem with modern human jaws is real. The crowding of teeth and airways is an anthropological fact. So, given that reality, what can we do about it? It starts with babies. Breastfeeding helps babies develop better jaws. As most mothers know, breastfeeding takes work on the baby's part. They have to actively suck milk out. That's good jaw stimulation. Bottles, meanwhile, are more passive. The milk just sort of dribbles into their mouths. Now, obviously, it's not practical to breastfeed all the time in the modern world. But the more babies do so, the better. Then, when it comes time to wean a baby, we shouldn't rely on baby food mush all the time. Let them chew. In fact, that's good general advice for children, even beyond weaning. Let them eat tougher foods that require chewing, including raw vegetables. And don't chop up their food into namby-pamby little pieces, either. And no matter how much our old high school teachers would have hated me saying this, one other thing that can help is chewing gum. Now, it's obviously not good to load kids up with sugar. And you can't be popping in new pieces of gum every 20 minutes. The gum has got to have some resistance to it. But as a supplement to tough food, gum can help children's jaws. And it's important to help them as children, because children's jaws are still plastic. Early intervention can go a long ways toward giving them better teeth and fuller jaws with less restricted airways. For adults, the news is, well, a bit tougher to swallow. Your jawbones are largely set, and you probably already had braces in your past. But again, bone is not concrete. It's dynamic and alive, and chewing tougher food even now can help remold and remake your jaw and airways to some extent. You're not as plastic as a child, but you're not a fixed statue either. Now, if you want more resources here, you can visit patreon.com slash disappearingspoon for more information. In fact, I've recently lowered subscription rates across the board, including to just $2 for the lowest tier. So be sure to take advantage soon. I've also posted pictures there of ancient skulls with perfect teeth, of John Mew's amazing castle, and of his not-so-identical-anymore twins. That's patreon.com slash disappearingspoon. So many of us endured braces when we were teenagers. And however awful and embarrassing they seemed at the time, 
we could at least console ourselves that we were fixing a potentially chronic problem. Little did we know, the real roots of the problem ran far deeper, deep into our evolutionary past. But perhaps there's a way to save upcoming generations from both the indignity and sometimes the ineffectiveness of modern orthodontics. To learn more, visit samkeen.com slash podcast. There, you can find more incredible stories from my books or learn how to book me as a speaker at your school or event. Also, you can ask questions for me to answer on air or suggest stories for future episodes. Finally, you can learn how to find transcripts, bonus episodes, and signed goodies there by becoming an official supporter. And if you like this podcast, please do your part to keep it alive by becoming a patron through samkeen.com podcast. I'm listener supported. Spread the word to others as well, both online and in person. Word of mouth means a lot. Also, subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or other places and leave a five-star review. Thanks for listening to The Disappearing Spoon. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.